if we buy at a certain price, but the ARV is at a certain price, we don't really even consider it. We will never put ourselves in a position where we're stretching. We always run our numbers at worst case scenario just to protect ourselves. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today I'll be speaking with two guests. We've got Anam and Amir Hashimbai. How are you guys doing today? Great. How's it going? I'm great. Thanks for asking. And thank you for joining us today. A little bit about their backgrounds. Anam is a marketing director for a local luxury automotive group. And Amir runs a family dry cleaning business operation with several locations. They have three years of investing experience in real estate. Their current experience is with purchasing 19 properties and they also do burrs, so they've completed 15 burrs and have four in progress. Based in Dallas, Texas, you can say hi to them at their Instagram page, which is at Rehab Rental. 
So starting with Anam, could you tell us some more about your background and then what you're focused on today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, after graduating high school, I went to SMU, which is a private university around the corner from where I grew up. I went there for the business school, graduated with a degree in marketing and advertising, and went into the field of marketing and advertising inherently in that field. And when it comes to real estate, basically we sat down three years ago and we're like, what do we actually want to do for the rest of our lives? And we both kind of have passion. He loves numbers and I love designing. So real estate was kind of the path that we wanted to go down. So that's kind of what I do now. I do a lot of the leasing, the designing, helping with what the best layout is and stuff like that. And then he'll go into detail what he does, but he does numbers that I don't like doing. (laughs) The way I got started, well, while I was in high school, I was always helping out with my family business. And actually throughout middle school, high school, I was helping out with my family business. Went to community college for about a year or a year and a half or so. Didn't finish up over there. Just completely took over with the family business and ran that, grew it as much as we possibly could. After that, we decided that we wanted to kind of do something for ourselves because we, we were dating for a while and, and like we started talking about stuff like that. We stepped into real estate and we fell in love with it from the beginning. It was tough in the beginning because it was a good learning curve. But we really liked that it was like our own and we started on our own without the help of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And we just took off with that. Currently with real estate, like she said, I'm running most of the numbers out on the field as much as possible, managing our contractors, the maintenance calls, anything to do with getting guys to where they need to be, getting materials to where we need to get them to, stuff like that. Perfect. So can you explain in a little bit more detail why you picked real estate. You guys mentioned that you wanted to figure out what you were going to do with the rest of your lives and you guys knew what you were good at. But for example, why didn't you go into an interior design business or something? Why specifically real estate? Maybe tell us how you became aware of it. So both of us actually grew up in a family that had family run businesses as in very service-based businesses, which meant you were there from 7am to 7pm doing things on the weekends. It was just a lot of labor intensive and a service business. And now you had people you had to please over the years, it's done very well for both families. We became jaded a little bit. What people learn is we like people, but we also like being by ourselves and doing things in the background. 100%, yeah. like, what business can we do that still projects us? We still interact with people, but on our own terms, on our own time, from anywhere, essentially, which is one of the yeah. reasons we decided to go that route. That's interesting. Yeah. And after the initial rehab and the whole processing of getting the money together, getting the project completed, getting the backend financing, after all the major work is done on each of these projects, it's a very hands-off because it's a smooth process kind of after that. You get couple maintenance calls here and there, and there's some paperwork to do on a monthly basis. But other than that, it's a very hands-off business. Perfect. So you guys landed on real estate, and obviously there's probably literally a million different types of strategies. So it sounds like you guys do burrs. So the 19 units you have, were those all burrs? So you bought them, rehabbed them, refinanced, rented, and then repeated? Or did you buy some turnkey properties and then get into burrs? Or have you always done burrs? We have specifically stayed to burrs. It just makes sense to us because you're going into a property where you're going to add some value to the property. You're buying it in a very distressed condition. That's why you're getting the deep discounts. And then you're going to go in and add value, whether you're adding square footage or whether you're just renovating it cosmetically or whatever it is. And then you're going to pull your money. Most, if not all, you're going to pull most of it back out doing a refinance because of the added value. So you picked burr because of the value add and the ability to pull money back out? Correct. Basically. Okay. 
So you've got four burrs going on right now. Have you always done multiple at a time or do you start off doing one? This year was kind of a weird year where the first half of the year, we had no idea what was going on with the world. <laughs> For the last two years, we've done probably five or six on average. The first half of this year, we only did one because after March or so, everything basically shut down. Some of our refinances that were in progress completely got halted. So a lot of our money was actually stuck in some of the deals. We also didn't know what was going to happen, whether we were going to get our rents on time. And then we had a couple of projects that we had to hurry up and quickly get done so that we can get somebody in there and start getting some revenue back in. After July or so, when we kind of felt like, okay, because the rents were coming in on time and the lending market kind of opened back up, we completely jumped on in and I think we picked up five or six. Six. We picked up six in three six, months. Yeah, yeah, we picked up six units in the last three months. So it's been a busy second half so far. Are these all single family homes? All of them, but our most recent purchase, we actually just purchased a duplex. So nice. everything but those two are single family rentals. Is the plan moving forward to continue to do duplexes now, or is it was just kind of like a unique situation? That particular deal was a super unique situation. We do want to eventually get into multifamily, whether that's another duplex, triplex, or bigger, like a 40 unit. I think in the next year, we most likely will probably jump into one of those like it's not big, but small multifamily, like 20 units plus. When you guys started three years ago, how much money did you guys start off with? And then where did it come from? Was it money you guys had saved up from your jobs? So we had very little of our own capital. We did have some savings of our personal, but we opened up a lot of different credit lines and stuff to get money for the deals. So what we did was for the actual purchase of the units, we opened up a business line of credit against our business. And then we opened up a home equity line of credit against our home so that we can use that for the purchase money. We opened up a couple different credit cards for the renovations so we could purchase the materials on those. And then basically with the money that we had saved, we used that for our labor costs. So a little bit from everything. Okay, perfect. Is that how you still fund the deals is with those lines of credit or are you using the money that was made from those deals? We amplified it now a little bit because in the beginning, in a way, it was kind of risk averse because we weren't going to have interest payments on our personal capital and very little on the business lines of credits because they were given to us at like four or 5%, very low interest rates. But now what we did was we amplified that. We still use the same cash, but we also coupled that with some of our private lending or hard money lenders so that we can do more deals at the same time. How are you guys finding your deals? We are probably on 100 different lists of wholesalers in the DFW market. We almost pretty religiously just purchase from wholesalers. We don't try to do it ourselves. Someone else can do that for us. And I think we probably look at 10 to 15 deals a day. We probably offer multiple offers a week. And then usually something comes to life from there. So basically you're on these lists, the emails come out, you look at every deal, and then you send an offers on one that makes sense. And then you all get awarded the ones that you get awarded. Yeah. yeah. We know the areas that we want to stay specifically into and then the areas that we completely don't want to buy in. So the first thing is just to judge it out by the areas. There's a specific price point that we like to stay in, which is like the sub 120K or so on the purchase price. So any deals above that, we don't dabble into. There's a couple other items that you look at also. So we basically use an acronym called AREA. We'll basically scan it very quickly when it comes in our emails using that. So literally the area is our investor activity. We look at, is there a lot of retail near? Is there a Walmart? Is there a Starbucks? Is there a Chick-fil-A? Because then that warrants a lot of foot traffic, which means they'll probably be rented easily. 
We look at education in terms of how close the schools. We like buying in neighborhoods where one of the schools are at least walking distance or super close. And then it's a formula. If we buy at a certain price, but the ARB is at a certain price, we don't really even consider it. We will never put ourselves in a position where we're stretching. We always run our numbers at worst case scenario just to protect ourselves. So it's fun analyzing a bajillion deals a day when you also have full-time jobs at the same time. But the cool part is, is we've gotten so good at it by practice that we almost never look at any of the homes we actually offer on and the ones we even buy. There's some of them we will never look at as long as it fits our criteria and the numbers work for us. Yep. What was the first A? The first A is area, actually the area. So we look at oh. <laughs> area. I know it's kind of confusing. The acronym is called area, but the first A is area also. <laughs> Uh, perfect. So area, retail, education, ARB. Yes. Perfect. So you did mention not wanting to look at a bajillion deals while you're working full-time jobs. I'll ask that in a second. But one other question I have is, so whenever you're looking at a wholesale deal, and this is for I guess the ARV in a sense, so how do you know how much money you're going to have to invest into the rehab costs without seeing the property? Most of our cosmetic rehabs over the years, if it's very, very cosmetic and barely anything to do, we're roughly coming in around 10 bucks a square foot. If it's cosmetics plus maybe a component here or there, like an AC or foundation or roof, we're probably in the 15 to $18 a square foot range. And then if it's a very heavy rehab where we're doing AC roof foundation, full cosmetics. Down to the beams. Yeah. Then we're talking about somewhere between the 20 to $25 a square foot. So when we look at pictures, we can kind of get a pretty good idea of which ballpark it's going to be in. And then we'll run our numbers based on that. That's very helpful. The last question for the best ever question. So maybe tell us for each of you how your weeks are structured. And so when are you working at your full-time jobs? And then when are you doing real estate stuff? So for me, I have a more corporate job. So super structured in terms of timing. I go in, I'm at my day job from eight to probably 5.30, 6 o'clock. So real estate for me is very much nights and weekends. We start our weekends at 7 a.m. We work Saturday, Sundays, just because I like touching and feeling our properties and making sure everything passes my personal design inspection. So if I left it to him, I don't think it would always be what I want it to be. There are times if something comes up in the middle of the day, I'm able to handle it. I have a very great job that allows me to be a little flexible, but most of the day stuff, I'll be him. Yeah, I like to start my mornings early off at my family business. And then as we need to, I just make adjustments. So like whether it's meeting contractors or appraisers or the city officials or whatever it is, I'll structure my day accordingly. But usually my mornings start off around six or seven at the family business. And then probably like that afternoon, I'll go back to the real estate side between 12 and four, 12 and five. I'll focus on that meeting meeting guys on projects or whatever it is. And then I'll end my day back at the business. Alrighty. Starting with Amir, what is your best real estate investment advice ever? The best advice ever is to get started. There's a lot of people who just focus on reading and learning as much as they can, but you're not going to get the experience to fully get going until you jump in. You want to be the best product at the best price. You never want to be at the higher end and you never want to put too many high-end finishings if the area doesn't warrant it. So mine is best price for the best product for the area. Perfect. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? 
Yeah, we are. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Really First, a- lightning speed here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said the best ever lightning round at, at lightning speed. So I didn't understand me. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Looking for your next family vacation spot? Park Square Homes is teaming up with Amina's Mortgage Services to provide a turnkey experience for new vacation rental homes just 20 minutes from Disney World. For more info, contact Amina's Mortgage Services and you can go to their website at a-M-I-N-A-S hyphen M-S dot C-A. That's A-M-I-N-A-S hyphen M-S dot C-A. Okay, so we're going to do Anam and Amir for each of these in that order. So best ever book you've recently read? Actually, I'm in the process of reading Girls Stop Apologizing book. It's a self-help book. I don't think I've ever read a full book. If I do read, I'm reading articles and just blog posts and stuff like that just on items that I'm looking for. What's your go-to source of these articles and blogs? Bigger pockets. Bigger pockets, okay. Let's see. If your business were to collapse today, your real estate business, what would you do next? Sleep on it, think about it, and probably start back up the next day. Yeah. Alcohol, sleep, and then get back started. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't lose your mind. So you've figured out what you need to do. So if you lost everything, you would just basically go start day one and get restarted. It's not that big. Yep. The concept of the first million is the hardest. And after that, you know yep. how to get it. Okay. What is the best deal you guys have done so far? That we've actually finished our best deal would be one of our yeah. Fort Worth deal. That, yeah. yeah. I guess yeah. it's a shared, shared answer. Yeah. It was a Fort Worth deal. This was one that came out to us early in the morning and we were able to lock it up like five minutes after it came out. We purchased that one for 80000 It took us about two weeks on the renovations. The renovations were super light. I think we came in at 12000 on the renovation budget. So we were all in with closing costs, renovation, everything for about ninety five. Appraisal came back at one sixty. So we were able to pull out not only what we were in it for, but an extra twenty or 30000 on top of that and get it rented and still cash flow about 500 bucks. Have you guys lost any money on any of your deals? Technically, we do a burst strategy, so... It would just be leaving more money into the deal. So technically, no. And, and our, our appraisals have never came in lower than what we were in it for, if that's what you're asking. Okay. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I like to give back by being very active on our Instagram. I like giving advice to people. We occasionally do calls here and there just to get newbie investors started because sometimes they just need that extra push to make it feel real if real people that are similar to them in age are doing what they want to do. Yeah, she handles Instagram, but a lot of her followers will just call me or text me if they know me and just be like, hey, I got a quick question on this and then we'll hop on a call or answer any questions on text or whatever. Okay, and then lastly, what's the best ever place to reach you? I think I know the answer to this, but go ahead. <laughs> From us, if you reach out to us on our Instagram at Rehab Rental, we're not very active anywhere else. Definitely, that's probably the best way to reach us. It's like a solid... Instagram handle. You think that'd be taken, but I guess it wasn't. <laughs> yes, I would have liked it to be rental rehab, but that was taken. That was taken. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She also had DFW on there, which yeah. we dropped that because it made no sense. Mm-hmm. 
a good point. All right, Anam and Amir, thank you for joining us and kind of going into a lot of detail on your strategy as well as how you guys started. So we talked about why you guys chose real estate in the first place, kind of jaded from growing up in service businesses and so wanted to find something that was your own, but you kind of choose your hours and choose when you had to deal with people. And then it's hands off on the back end once the actual deal is completed. Of course. Yeah. We talked about why you selected Bar, Bar Burr, and that's because of, I'm not sure what the A would be. <laughs> I think I'm getting, I'm getting ahead of myself with area. Yeah. Uh, the, the Burr strategy, because it's the best value add play unless you pull all the money out and rinse and repeat. We talked about how you're funding the deals. Originally, you guys really just did lines of credit to do it. And now you guys have some private lending you use. Deals are all through wholesalers. We talked about your area acronym for when you quickly analyze deals. So thank you for sharing that. Again, that's the area, so the, the geographic location, the market. I know your market very well, so that you guys can do that pretty quickly. Retail, so what's the retail situation nearby? Walmarts and Starbucks and Chick-fil-A's. You said education, so schools within walking distance and then the ARV. I really liked how you broke down the rehab cost. So have a dollar per square foot for those three different categories that's very helpful because when you do look at the pictures and you can kind of gauge an estimate of what the rehab costs are going to be and we talked about when you are actually able to work on real estate and so it sounds like you guys work a lot so nights weekends for anam and then for mir your job is a little more flexible so you kind of have both situations going on and then best ever advice amir was education is important but you're not going to make money by just reading books and then Anam was best product at the best price. Don't have the best house on the block. Don't have the worst house on the block. Just find that sweet spot. So thank you again, both for joining us today. Best of listeners, as always, thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. See ya.